Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain's up again. And uh, yeah, I still got these sunglasses going if you're watching this on the video version. Uh, yeah, my eyes are still jacked up. My right eye almost looks like Ivan Drago's cousin punched me in the face. I don't know what the heck's going on there. I say cousin because if Ivan Drago punched you in the face, you'd be dead. Yeah, that's Creed, yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> at the same time... Uh, you Unless you're Rocky, because that's Rocky's main skill, is he can take a lot of punches to the face and it really doesn't mess him up. I don't know. You know, after a while. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So he started, out, he started <laughs> out like that. That's what I mean. It, like, it never worked out. Got, he got punched in the face. And he's all like, he became a little bit more like, hey, I can put a sentence together. You know, yeah, he actually movies. got smarter as those movies went on. <laughs> I guess, Rocky, this is this is as low as you can go. So, like, let's just take a couple punches to the face. It's working. Wow. Let's yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah. this. You know, by, 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 uh, by Creed 1, you'll be saying, like, a very eloquent speech about passing on the torch and your time's over, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, by Creed oh, okay. three, you got you got the special ed punched out of you. <laughs> I mean, not Creed three, but uh, Rocky three. Mister T came by and got it knocked out for you. But like, um, but like, um, I was gonna say, um, you could just do the thing you're doing for your like, uh, your uh, if it ever gets worse, you could just do you could just embrace what your um your profile picture is where you you cosplaying as Snake Bliskin. Well, that's what I feel when I had the eye patch on. I just get that snake plissken kind of thing, but then both my eyes got kind of jacked up. So it's been it's been like a it's been like a tough two weeks where it's like, oh, I need to rest my eyes. But then when you're sitting at home, you're like, what what, what do you do? Like you know, you can't watch TV because that kind of burns your eyes. I'd have to watch it like sparingly, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, well, I could lay down and listen to an audiobook. Well, that's great for all of an hour or two. Like how long are you going to be able to you know do that? Especially if it's like during the day, you can't you know how how much laying down can you do? But like. Yeah, you become like Kenshi out of like Mortal Kombat, like you train like a blind man. You can work out. Working out's fine because working out you realistically don't need to, you need to see for like a second just to kind of like move between areas. But then it's like you close your eyes when you do your set. Like you don't need to I could I could almost imagine some kind of like modern like John Wick at John Wick esque movie where a dude is blinded and but like while he's learning he's still training and all that. And because that scene like in in which we'll call it in minority report where tom cruise has the ropes this rope leads to the fridge this rope leads to the bathroom that kind of thing where he has his yeah. eyes switched out for a minute you do that he had only their chains because you know it's work he's working out he's chains like this leads to the deadlift this leads to the bench press or whatever that kind of thing you know <laughs> like minimal light i can imagine something kind of like that so some kind of like anime arc training thing going on while you with the blindfold yeah, well, you, you think about it sometimes when you go, hmm, okay, if, you know, when your vision gets kind of jacked up, you're like, if I lose my vision, like, just completely, what, like, what, what are the options? Well, I, I guess you could always still podcast, you could always listen to stuff, I guess you just have to get back into music hardcore, and I think that's the only, like, real option, because you can't do a whole lot else beyond that, you know what I mean? You know, you'd be podcasting, you'd be wondering, and then, you know, <laughs> Like just, just go like Stevie that. Wonder, just really dive into it, just become. Yeah, you just gotta. You, I feel like that's what you kind of gotta do. Granted, you could set yourself up for like you go down the Neuralink, and be like, "Hey, I'll be a test subject. Get, get me so I can get robot eyes." <laughs> <laughs> just sign this form. I can't fucking see it. Yeah, I can't. So give, give me some braille. Well, my, I can't read braille yet either. I've only been blind for a couple months. <laughs> just grab my finger, poke it wherever, sign wherever. Right? Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, before we get in... down on it. <laughs> But before we get into the main thing on the thumbnail, I um, just want to cover this, and this is not a big deal, but I found out recently, it's like, so people aren't looking for the wrong thing. We were talking about that Dragon Ball like reboot thing. I don't think it's a reboot. It's the next Dragon Ball series. 
and uh-huh. it's not like a reboot where it's like, oh, it's Kid Goku, but Vegeta lands there sooner or whatever. No, it looks like it's some bullshit where like all the adult cast gets turned get turned into kids. So it's Dragon Ball babies now or whatever the fuck. So I'm like, if you did one or two of them, where we already did that with GT, but this is like, oh fuck this. Now I'm not as interested in this. I mean, maybe, I mean, I'll, if I hear good things, we will check it out. But no, this sounds like just some like we got to sell some like some uh, Funko Pops and some plushies of like Kid Bulma and Kid Vegeta, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like the the Muppet Babies of Dragon Ball Z now. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll hear, maybe we'll be so surprisingly good, but apparently this isn't even an arc in the comic. I guess this is like a little side thing they're doing while they let Super, the manga, kind of like get more time. But like, well, I wish you guys would come up with a better idea than this shit, but we'll see what oh, happens. I, I thought they wrapped Super up already, the the manga's still going on. There's arcs they haven't okay. touched yet, so they're doing some side story while letting that get further along before they do like continue with super proper. At least that's what I've heard. But uh, okay. I yes. thought they'd do something better than Dragon Ball Babies. Yeah, that that just sounds. That's just like the sell merchandise. It sounds like two things. It sounds like one, it's to sell merchandise, and two, it's to try to get a younger audience back involved in. Yeah. You know? That's what those things always feel like to me when I hear that stuff. Yeah, younger already, but still like over 40 years of history attached to this fucking thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Since 1984, well, it even reminds you in the trailer on that thing. It's just like, because you're all old and you like Dragon Ball still, we are making Dragon Ball babies. Yeah. It's like it's in the point where it's like, you might as well just make Dragon Ball senior citizens because that's more like would relate to the core audience. <laughs> give them you know like master roshi's like past and everyone else is just kind of like at the retirement home at the kami house basically <laughs> yeah the kami house is just the one big retirement home <laughs> 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 just miscellaneous like sitcom adventures like there's not really any fighting or anything going on he actually has a reason to use nimbus again yeah you know yeah yeah he nimbus can't, he can't just fly like, anymore <laughs> nimbus takes the form of a walker <laughs> there, there's a laugh track on it too <laughs> Sure, I rather I rather have that than the Dragon Baby. So I rather have that by this point. Berlin and Vegeta it's have like, to oh, share rooms. To <laughs> it's the Golden Girls of Dragon Ball. Sure, yeah, you know, the grumpy yeah, old yeah. men of Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, Toei's going in a new direction. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I would rather have. This, this, yeah, that Dragon Ball Babies or whatever show just looks. I don't know. It just it looks like something like, eh, you know, yeah. I, I will say that you do get to that point sometime, I think, in life where you kind of go, you know, I have enough of one variation of some stuff that, like, I'm good for the rest of my life. Believe me, like, by the time I feel like, again, I just start from the beginning and I, it covers me. Like, I don't, there's, there's certain things where it's like, I, maybe I don't need anything else extra new, you know? It's almost the same way I feel about, like, Star Wars. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pump the brakes. And, you know, all the George Lucas slash his, like, extended universe, that's kind of good enough. That's more than I can even, I'll probably even get through my entire lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry so much about like the Disney, like the Disney spinoff, like, um, you know, expensive fan fiction. If they get a really good one going and Star Wars gets back on track, my problem with Star Wars, we're going to, this is going to circle back to crisis and infinite errors. If like, that kind of gets back on track and star wars has been has, has not been all bad it hasn't been all good it's been kind of spotty since disney is taking yeah because andor was pretty good first two seasons of mandalorian were good season three was uh, it was okay um but like 
you know, it's been one of those. And then, like, I'll even go as far as say I think Force Awakens and Rogue One were both pretty good. Yeah, but Rogue One's that, the standout one for sure. Rogue One was like probably the the best thing, and I think is theatrical that came out from Disney. Like that one was really good. But yeah. um, other stuff's been kind of spotty, and like I don't think it's been the worst thing ever made, but it's definitely not been the best either. Um, that said, though, um, I'm kind of like I think they just need to take a step back and just stop pumping it out as much. And I think some of that can kind of go towards DC as well because watching this, I'm not gonna lie, watching this. I kind of feel like it's fitting because this is also focusing on the flash. And this almost seems like, cause you know, there's a lot of times that synergy Warner brothers will do with like, or DC will do with its characters. Mm-hmm. We'll do that thing where, um, well, Deathstroke's going to be coming out in a movie in a year and a half. So put, start putting Deathstroke in a lot of the cartoons and the video games and whatnot, or vice versa, like green lantern or whoever, you know, um, I feel like, this seems like something that should have probably come out like the year the flash was coming out or something the year before to help prep people up and get them more aware. Because yeah. watching this, I was kind of like, it also, cause it's kind of like the, the reset to the universe, to the DC universe again, which yeah, it is like, up. it is kind of, they already did Christ on infinite Earth before, but this is involving all the multiverse stuff and trying to take more time with it rather than the first movie they did, or the second or third movie, however many back it was. Yeah, because it, it was more like the, the, the early top 10 ones, I remember, if not even that, maybe top five, that was like, might have been right when that... It was, yeah, somewhere like, it was like one of or the... Not top five, but maybe like first five. I want to say it was like, the first one was like Doomsday, and then I think... New Frontier, then yeah. I think Gotham Knights, then Wonder Woman. I think something like that, either Wonder Woman or Green Lantern. They, they, they kind of think they're like back to back. One of those, and then, and then um, whatever came after whatever that was. I think it was Crisis Public on Infinite Earths. Yeah, Public Enemies. Yeah, Public Enemies and Crisis on Infinite Earths. Somewhere like somewhere in the top like seven to ten. Yeah, and um. That one was fun. You know, it was quick. Mm-hmm. It was short to the point, but it was fun. And I get for something like a, a story like Christ and Infinite Earths, it's building upon years of storytelling. So maybe you want to take something that's going to take more time. But the thing is, they didn't really do that in this world. I like this world, this new DC universe they set up. They've only had so many movies and they have not been coming out as frequently. And they've only just kind of peaked around the corner. And before, we, the ha- most of this movie is just a big flashback of how the Justice League got built up. It's like, okay... You know where this would have been good? A Justice League movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of a bizarre one because when I was watching it, like, because I'll say this, like, the, the last couple years of DC movies, they're never bad, but they've just always been kind of like a mix between like okay to like, you know, good, like in about that range. I like the Long Halloween. Long Halloween. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a good. I mean, I'm not, there, there's probably a couple of them in there that like stood out more than others, but like they, they haven't been like, you know, there, there was a period where it felt like, you know, three out of four of the movies in the year were like close to perfect films. Like they, they would have made the, at least two of them almost would have made like the top 10 list of the year. And then, and then they start kind of, as I said, they're not bad. They just haven't been, they've been kind of like, okay, here's another one. Here's another one. And this like kind of universe that they've sort of had with this new one. I was trying to think, I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess it's been going on for about two to three years by now, the buildup on it and so on. Because when I was, these are some of the ones that I don't think I've really watched more than once throughout all these ones. Like these last, where the other ones I'd used to watch like a couple times, like right when they kind of came out and I'd come back to them. Where these ones here, it's like, okay, here's a, you know, I've watched them probably the first time I got it on Blu-ray and then it sat on the shelf. 
you know so i was trying to piece together how far along they did get that kind of just i'm like oh yeah i guess they didn't really have anything put together yet there was like oh like you know guys maybe we should do a justice league at some point yeah yeah that sounds like work but you know, let's think about it on the next movie. Oh, okay. The next movie is like a Supergirl movie or like a Constantine movie or some kind of other thing. Like, okay, well, I don't know where that Justice League idea. And they get back to it like, oh, yeah, didn't we have that idea for the Justice League? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's all the paperwork you got to fill out. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those ones. Sometimes, you know, let's just Any have to be like kind of put in. unofficial, you know. You know, maybe we'll start a D&D group and we'll kind of work it underneath there so then we don't have to pay taxes, you know, because, you know, it's, it's now a religious cult, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I was trying to think, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, all those ones, it's like, yeah, like, all these characters have really, other than maybe Batman, Batman might have had about three or four movie stories, but it feels like everybody else kind of had one or two so far. There hasn't been, you know, tons of them in this new style, I guess you would sort of say. In this new universe, we've had, um, I think I could name them all out, even though I've, I, even there's two of which I haven't seen, which is, that's just a weird rights thing, because some, some of them come here, like, and available to rent immediately, some some aren't. This one I lucked out on. But um, I want to say all the ones that have all, the, set in this new continuity, it was Superman, Man of Tomorrow, where he fights Parasite. Yeah. Justice, uh, Justice Society, World War Two, which that one was really good. Um, then there was the Batman Long Halloween Part One and Part Two, and then we had I think uh, the Green Lantern one, and then we had uh, when the Green Lantern one, the Justice Society, the Justice League was already built. They didn't go into like how they're there; but they were just already formed. Like, oh, okay, I guess this happened off screen. And then, um, then there is like, oh. I think I lost him. Oh, and he's back. Okay. Weird. I went to open a new screen because I was going to look at like uh, what the heck uh, the list of movies was, and then all of a sudden it just crapped out. Like it, like this, like the web browser is like, too much going on. Oh I was... God, we're going down. <laughs> Crisis on Infinity. Fucking. It's like, too much. Yeah. No, so I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming just... you you kept you kept it going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There so it was go. basically, but I'm not a boy. <laughs> Superman, Justice Society, Batman, Long Halloween, Part One, Part Two, uh, a Green Lantern one where the Justice League was already formed. They didn't explain how; they're just already formed. But oh, okay. Um, then I think maybe it's the Supergirl Legion one, and then there's Apocalypse War, and I didn't see Justice the Supergirl Legion one or Apocalypse War, and then we're at this one. So that's unless there's one I'm forgetting in there. That's not really a whole lot to kind of like. It just set in this continuity. That's not really a whole lot to build off of for this big crisis event, especially spend like half the movie just explaining how the Justice League got together in the first place. And like the whole thing with like, it's not that it's even bad because I even think it's an interesting, because I always kind of like it whenever they do like the just, when they, whenever they show like this, the opening of the new team, but then they're like, you know what, let's throw, let's throw a mix in there. Let's actually throw someone you're not expecting to be part of the team. I thought, I think making Vixen like a, a, a member, like a Vixen and green arrow, like, like original members of the justice, just league. I think it's cool. Cause you don't see them very often. It's usually the classic seven, you know? Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool too. Exactly. You mean like green arrow, you'd almost expect a little bit more of a Vixen was like, Oh, there we go. That That's kind of like a little bit more of a hard cut. I know she had her one solo movie. <laughs> and that was about it but you know she, other than like in justice league the tv show you don't see her as often in any of these animated things 
Yeah, so I thought it was cool that they were like she was one of the founding members and all that. But then this also just like I don't know. I mean, it's not that I was watching it. It's not that I like disliked it or thought it was even bad or anything. It was just kind of like very like I don't know. I just felt very meh the whole time. There's some good scenes and some good ideas and some good moments, but I just I don't know. I felt like it was trying to make it out to be bigger than it was. I was also putting too much weight on one movie on characters you've only seen a few times in passing, you know? Yeah, well, the weird thing is, I'm, I'm looking at that list. This is the seventh movie of that Tomorrowverse kind of section of storytelling because, you know, in between, there's been a handful of just standalone movies that don't really relate to it. Yeah. So it's kind of bizarre that... Um, yeah, that like that. That's kind of what's made this up, and it's. I mean, I mean, at the same time, I know they're kind of like, yo. Let's be honest. Everybody who's fucking watching these things, like, they're in the know. <laughs> they they know what's up. You don't need to explain. You know who the hell Green Lantern and Vixen are, or Green Arrow and Vixen are. Like, they they got it. You know, so you you can kind of pull that card, but it does have that weird thing that. Yeah, this feels like like just as this world's starting, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's ending. Well, you don't need to, every time you, you retell an origin story or every time you start up a universe or do a reboot, you don't immediately have to do baby's first origin story for every character every time. Yeah. You don't. Maybe some of the lesser known characters go for it, but I don't feel like you need to do that. Like for By this point, I don't think you need to do that for Green Lantern, depending on the Lantern. You don't need to do that for Batman, obviously. Obviously, you don't need to do that for Superman. So... Flash, I feel like maybe one more time for people who really don't know, especially depending on the Flash. Maybe if you want to cheat, you can make it Wally West. And he says, like, man, yeah. I'm trying to fulfill the shoes of my uncle who died. You know, if you want to do something like that. But, like, and Wally West is my personal favorite Flash because that's the one I grew up on. But then suddenly DC's like, fuck him. Fuck he Wally. killed himself and accidentally killed other people. And now he's, well, he he felt bad and did bad. But retcon, now he's good again. Like, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> he turned into Dr. Manhattan for a second. Okay, sure, whatever. Okay, <laughs> You know, so like yeah, it's um, like Wally West and Tim Drake are like the they're they're like the middleman characters who just got screwed over. They're like, we don't really have a place for you guys, so Tim here's Drake's your severance pay. Get out of here. Tim Drake's back. I was reading one of the more recent what? Batman comics, and Tim Drake is back. Damien's off doing like edgy boy shit, you know. And Dame and 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 uh, Drake is there in the uh, is Robin for time being. Oh, that's cool. Okay, at least they, I mean, I, I would I would assume they they would bring him back as time went on. But I think it, I mean it is kind of true when you have like seven Robins, like you you, you got to cut somebody off. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you but Batman's just like he's like I'm trying to get a lot of tax dollars back by having all these children. <laughs> Granted, half of them are like thirty five now, but still. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a lot of them. You know, Bruce Wayne, he loves to fuck. <laughs> So, so yeah, come on, Uncle Sam. Bruce Wayne don't pay no taxes. <laughs> Just try me. <laughs> uh, but, like, um, no, like, I'm trying to think, like, because I think this movie tries to do a lot of heavy lifting. I think if there was, like, okay, yeah, we're doing a Just League movie and we're trying to build and Plus, it does this whole thing, like, we got to build up a Mazo and make a Mazo this tragic, deeper character. Like, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> this seems like a weird thing just to jam in here, though, because it really is like it's really the Flash movie. And oh, are you curious how the Just League started? Well, here's sort of flashback. And I do think it was kind of interesting the whole point where they ran out of because you know they realize okay, there's all these different Earths. Like um, 
Harbinger, who's surprised, spoilers ahead, folks, spoilers, Harbinger comes in, but it's actually Kara, Supergirl. She comes in and says, okay, you had to transport a bunch of different superheroes from different universes into this one place, and we all got to basically make a giant tuning fork that's going to stop this, like, um, Je- Jeff, uh, um, what's his name? Not Jeff, um, what's his name? Um, David Zaslav wave where it just cancels and reboots everything. (laughs) So the David Zaslav wave is coming in. So what we got to do is we're just got to like, all make this tuning fork thing for all our planets and make it happen. And then at the last second, like, Oh no, like flat, like there's this coming in the ran out of time. So flash goes supersonic and basically slowly him and Iris live out their lives in like slow motion for the rest of the world, build this thing up to stop it from like destroying everything. And for a second, you're like, wait, what's going on? Why is everything frozen? You know, and you get, cause you get little bits and pieces, you kind of slowly parse it together. And as it went on, like, I thought that story was nice. I liked that, but I also would have yeah. liked, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but I would have liked maybe one more movie with flash <laughs> for this to actually mean something more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause realistically it was flash other than like in a, one of those, like the world war two one. That's all he's in. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's all it is. It's, there's no there's no Flash Flash one there. And so I, I do like how, like, Flash, every single time, it's like he's, like, having a moment with somebody, and it's like, oh, shit! It's just like he just starts running at full speed, like, I can't control it! And then, like, goes to, like, another time zone. Like, it's just one of those ones I just... <laughs> that's all I pictured is one of those ones, like, he's just doing something, so then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now, now the speed force is pulling him to another dimension. <laughs> like, uncontrollably, <laughs> like, he can't stop it. He just has to take a shit real bad. Ends up in the paleozoic. Just flying out the speed force. <laughs> just what? Just goes right into like the Jurassic period. Like, oh fuck! Oh, there's <laughs> <laughs> that one scene where it's like totally at the end of the movie where like Flash goes back in time to like the primal days when Batman gets thrown back in there and whatnot. And it's just there's, there's just like that thing where Barry like shows up. He's like standing there on the water, like looking at Batman, and Batman's like on his knees. And there's some like Conan the or fucking like Shao Kahn looking guy with Batman chained up. Batman's on his knees, just like some fuck buddy or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> oh whoa, hey Bruce, what's going on? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't worry about this. This is all part of the plan. <laughs> You're literally like gimping out here right now. Look, I understand the whole the, having all that much power. It probably feels good every once in a while if I have it be taken away whether you want to or not. So you do you. When you're done with this, though, tuning fork, David Zaslav wave. Remember that. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all. It's just like that would be like an awkward moment. Like, what, what's going on here, dude? <laughs> <Can> you help? <laughs> the barbarian guy still has Bruce by the chains. Like, all right, we gonna make this happen or not? Come on. Are you getting Marcellus Wallace here? Like, do, do I need to come in with a katana? <laughs> I also like too. There's another scene. It's earlier on, but when they're forming the Justice League, and they're like, they're like, we gotta go get the team together, fellas. And, you know, and they're picking everybody up. Like, gotta have a montage. And also, they're like, hey, Mister Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, how much you want to join the team? He's like, fuck off. I got a team. I'm out of here. It's just like, oh, that guy seems like a nice fella. Like Green Lantern's like, oh, I hope he fucking dies. <laughs> and then like, I think it's kind of funny because as far as like, because, you know, in like the Green Lantern movie, we see how Jordan was this good guy who just like got taken over by this this space demon or something. 
but then before the if this is all we're seeing like <laughs> hey so what happened oh he's fucking dead I'm like oh okay <laughs> if you miss that green lights because even like john stewart's barely in this too so <laughs> he's just bad john stewart yeah, so it's just like, so it's just like you maybe see our John Stewart in the background. He looks at Shira for a second where they, at, a, at a wedding or whatever. But you know, it's one of those things where it's just like <laughs> Hal Jordan, one of the most important Green Lanterns ever. What happened to him? Died off screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those ones. He left like an ass. That was the only thing anybody ever saw of him. Just imagine, like, the next... I mean, I, I understand that, like, they, there was a movie that came out, but at the same time, I, I, they don't really... They just kind of come out, so it wouldn't surprise me if someone missed that, you know? So I'm just imagining someone like, oh, God, dude, check it out, check it out. They, they're bringing in, they're bringing in, like... They're, they're bringing in, like, Martian Manhunter. Hey, Martian hey, Manhunter, fuck off. Three movies later, what happened to Martian Manhunter? dead like what happened oh he ate he ate like uh he ate some a spicy habanero chicken wing and then he engulfed in flame you know <laughs> shit that was anticlimactic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he, he you know apparently with that martian body of his he just had acid buildup that just he couldn't handle took him out just like fire from the inside <laughs> <laughs> it was he was literally shitting fire and screaming and like actually crying it was very it was very it's a slow process no one really know what to, knew what to do we just kind of like you know let's just let this play out he's kind of an <laughs> asshole anyway i love when they find john jones in this too it's just like because it's like they just go like it just always looks like it's like here he is he's just like the and in this first he almost looks like he's like some like somebody's like puerto rican dad like he's got his like <laughs> private eye company and like superman just like taps on the window outside be like hey big boy what are you doing <laughs> Are we alien? Alien? you're an alien <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know he's like two steps away from just like rubbing his balls on the window just like john yeah jones turns around like whoa, whoa, what are you doing it's a kryptonian oh, a team a no no definitely not that team i don't know what team you want but please go away yeah well even like like i, I don't know I mean, it's i also feel a little bad because i actually watched this movie earlier in the week so it's not as um it's not as fresh as it was to, earlier but this does it not a cliffhanger. And I don't know, I guess I'm at this point where we are talking about like, I guess we're DC has been rebooting itself so frequently in so many ways and not just like movies, but like, this is like animation wise, this is the second time they rebooted it in this, in this continuity. And then there's also the, um, they're rebooting the, I honestly feel like they kind of need to reboot the the theatrical films, but we'll see how that goes. Still, I, I mean, I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit more hopeful with James Gunn kind of leading some of the projects he was talking about. But then I'm also at the exact same time like I'm just so like reboot fatigued on everything because I feel like we have to like learn about all this shit. We we major we we know there's gonna be a twist on this. Like, okay, Vixen's part of the Justice League from the start. That's cool, but beyond that like what else is really that different after a while you know and i don't want to see to become that guy who's like oh superhero shit's the same because i know that there's more there's more nuance super in different superhero shit and all that but right now i really from an outsider looking in it's got to look like you know it's kind of like why do you like this shit you know (laughs) yeah i hate to sort of say and this goes for both marvel and dc 
is I just feel like they have been just a little bit like soft in real. That's almost like the best way I sort of say it. Like it doesn't have that hard hittingness that comics of like the eighties, nineties, two thousands, even seventies kind of had. Like they definitely just feel like they've just kind of like they, they made them like they put the kids' gloves on almost in a sense. They made it easy for any. They're they're, they're like not offensive like they used to be. Like, cause I, I think that was a, that was the thing that used to make comics really is like it was that thing that you'd be like people going oh it's just a bunch of kids stuff and then you go like dude check this fucking book out and then they would see me like oh shit this stuff gets intense in here you know what I mean people die you know there's all kinds of ridiculous stuff going on you know it's they're all kind of borderline R rated in a sense even before they got to like the R rated section and then it just seemed like yeah once it kind of got to like the the movie popularity era like the 2010s in a sense it just started to tone itself down a bit not saying that there's not things here or there there was always you know a book that comes out or a movie that comes out they'll be like that but it's even like when these dcu movies first started off the animated ones they used to feel like just like here's they're just made for the hardcore audience that's been reading the comics and everything like that and even in this tomorrow verse i felt like just the last couple of years yeah, it's almost like they had it where, like, we need to kind of make it for a, a new fan, a softer fan, you know, so ease them in a little bit more. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with easing people in. I know every once in a while you got to do that or else you just get so much lore that you you open up. a. It's like opening up a Batman comic book in the 90s. Like, it, it is one of those ones you're like, I don't recognize any of this stuff. What the hell is going on? There's Batman, but he doesn't even look like Batman. He looks He's, he's got completely different looks going on and so on like that, you know. And once you catch up on him, you know, you kind of know the basis of the characters. Yeah, you can jump in, but... But yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like, you know, some of these ones, it was like almost like they're pushing the envelope on like the R ratedness, and then it kind of backed off a bit. I think it depends. Like, um, I feel like there definitely are good comic books that came out, and like I know that everyone like loves to shit down the throat of um, New Fifty Two, but there definitely were good comics that came out. And then I'll be honest, I think we both, for me personally, I think my favorite Batman team. And this might be just a. This might be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little like vanilla for some people. My 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 personal favorite Batman team is uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. So um, not not yeah. not every not every volume they did was perfect, but um, I think on average they had a very good solid run. And yeah, I maybe did not like Last Night on Earth that much, but regardless, I thought that was a very solid team. It had it felt like Batman. But they put interesting twists on a lot of things. They kind of like used a lot of your knowledge of the character against you in some ways, which I which I appreciated. Um, other than Mister Freeze, but yeah. um, that that was the only one. I'm like, oh, you did that with him? Okay. Yeah, that's like the only really glaring one I, I can think of in the, in the original run is like that. Everything else is yeah. pretty much solid. Well, see, and that's the thing about New 52. New 52 always kind of gets crap because some series did get kind of goofy change arounds. <clears throat> but then I think like one of those ones like Batman, Green Lantern, like there was a handful of them that were just solid as all can be. Like Green Lantern, I actually think that's almost the best run of Green Lantern is right in the Even though that one's kind of a short run because it's only like three books. But it's because it continues from the previous like three books that Jeff Johns was doing beforehand, which makes it end up being such a good, great section. I still need to read Green Lantern, but another thing they did at the time, and they didn't do it with every book. They obviously didn't do it. I don't think they did it with Green Lantern, and they didn't do it with um, with Batman. But a lot of books did this thing where it's just like we're going to stop, start off with our top writers and our top <laughs> artists, 
and then after the first volume we're just gonna switch it out i'm like yeah. well i mean why would you do that and i'm not saying that other people don't deserve a shot but you got to ease people in you really got to ease them in you don't start them off with jim lee and jeff johns <laughs> on like justice league and then halfway through volume two switch it not saying the other guys suck it's just like well i don't know and plus you could you could you could always tell when another writer comes on and it's not that yeah but it's always bad it just and then when you when you're swapping out writers because there's that period where they were just like i had a couple of different books and they felt like they're swapping out writers like every other book for a minute and then they finally find their team um that wasn't every book but that was a couple of them at least yeah so um that was action comics for a minute because once grant morrison was done with the first three volumes of action comics then they were just like juggling shit around for a while and they finally ended on greg pack yeah and i even think that was the case with like some of the um what was it i think i'm maybe it was always that one guy but maybe that was also part of um and even started off kind of rough but um Red Hood and the Outlaws. I think I'm not sure if that had the same writer the whole time. So, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this just feels kind of like I I think they're one of the things is they're only going for people who already like comics, which isn't always a bad thing. But Uh I feel like we already seen this. We already know this. So if you don't, if you, it's not going to be like, sure, it's a thing we know, you know, it's not going to be the like, the clap seals clap, you know? So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those ones. Sometimes I just feel like it almost kind of, because they keep rebooting, it has that thing of that. Yeah. You kind of see the same thing you've already seen instead of going deeper into certain sections and, you know, adding brand new characters that never get screen time, you know, it's like one of those ones or just even, really working just in a sense i i kind of wish for these dcu movies i like when they generally just work an old comic book that's great that everybody likes good old graphic novel and then you turn that into an animated movie even if you change things slightly whatever but you know you got to make it kind of fit of course because you got to shorten it but in a sense i think of those being the best ones like you know um the red hood one or under the red hood you get the Dark Knight Returns. You get things like Superman Red, even All-Star Superman. Like, I like all those ones where they kind of focus on that. Uh, like, the Judas Contract with even the Teen Titans was kind of cool because that even gave me a reason to go back and read that book. And then I was like, oh, man, this book's great, you know, for the ones you miss. But I wish they would do more of that stuff. I think that's the better way to go. I feel like if you want to sort of have a continual story, that's where just make a new Justice League show or something like that. That's a perfect place to do that at, you know, especially, you know, then you can just have it run for a lot longer and get more involved and everything there, you know. But yeah, just kind of give some of these, you know, because that's that's almost the best thing about doing that because it's like it feels like it should be like a good double whammy anyways because one, you got a new movie, you got all the old fans that are going to want to jump into it. Then... You got the thing of like where people go, oh shit, I, you know, I've always heard about this book, but I haven't, you know, seen anything on it. So maybe they watch it, then they get interested in reading it, or maybe they've never even heard of it at first. They watch the movie and they're like, I want to know more. They get the book. It just seems like a double sale, like real easy. And yeah, you kind of can have cool stuff. And don't just don't change the movie too radically. You don't want to kind of throw that goofy intro to like, um, um the killing joke in there that just is going to throw people off too much like you don't get too ballsy just you know like you know that you you really could have just did the killing joke you know and you know there's other ways to extend that 64 page book or whatever the heck it is but well i think it's also um god i just 
I, I know what I want to say, but I don't want to sound like because I, I remember when I was when I was probably in my say like, maybe just the thing that comes with age. I remember when I was like somewhere in my mid twenties and I was listening to a couple of like comic podcasts, like comp podcasts by comic fans. They're guys who are brown our age or older, like our age to like forty. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm just fucking tired of this shit. Yeah, this and this and this. Yeah, this, this and this. And then I'm like, oh, you guys are just being jaded. What, what, what do you guys want? What do you guys want? Now I'm at this age. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done with comics. I'm not done with DC. I'm not done with Marvel. But like, I am yeah. at this point where I am just a little like spent on the same like the re same story repackaged don't be wrong you can do reboot you can retell the story because sometimes people talk about what's the point of like seeing superman for the 500th time and i want to say something that's going to sound very like like people are like how dare you compare those that is historical art how do you compare this but like th there's you know you'll, you'll think about like um a few years ago my wife and i were went to italy we we're in florence and we we're checking out some of the um we checked i don't remember which one but it was a famous it was a famous um art museum mm -hmm. and so many statues and so like big ass statues and so many things to like dedicated to like zeus and like aries and all that but they're but the italian names the versions of them you know <laughs> the roman name versions of them and i was thinking like these are really get just that, get that Greek out of here. Exactly. Like these are really just superheroes back in the day. That's right. And how many times do we still have we have like art art historians and regular historians talking about the importance of myth and mythology and this and that. So if we can listen to like the iteration of like Odin and Greek mythology and whatever, like how many times? G yeah, G even G's. I'll go there. Yeah, G even G's. Yeah, Muhammad, let's be honest, they're all the same thing. You, Buddha, that they're all in that same mythology category. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it because if you're gonna put one in one category, you gotta put the others in there too. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where, like, I think that there's plenty of room to like, if we're gonna, I, I think that there, there's a reason why something like these characters stand out and they, they keep coming back because you know we're still telling stories about Hercules. We're still telling yeah. stories about thor we're still telling you know we're still doing all that so yeah i understand why there's something that really clicks to people that makes some something like batman or superman or spider-man whatever to pick, pick pick one of why they're still around so um i think there's always room for an iteration that said the way they've been doing the iterations have, haven't really been mixing it up or they just got to give time to give these iterations to breathe you know what i mean like i appreciated long halloween because it was a slow crime film it was part it was part of a mafia movie it wasn't like doing all this world building oh well, not world building it wasn't doing all these things extending out making a big giant superhero world it yeah. was just taking its time telling a crime story it was a very human story too and then you do something like uh we're going to, you know, I don't know, this shit. Like, look, it's a bunch of superheroes from different universes. Ooh, and to be wrong, I have those comics. Those comics can be fun. But sometimes it's just like, it, it's a lot to take in. You know, it's a lot to, to like catch up on. When you're asking me to have a very sad, serious story over here. You know, it's a, it's a delicate balancing act.
Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, just like, you know, what you touched on earlier, um, I definitely think that Marvel and DC is kind of the modern day religion slash mythology build, because, you know, in a sense, all the superheroes generally, they all have good virtues, good values. I think that people that read comics are actually generally better people than like a lot of other people in society, because it instills these like ideas on you like, well, you know, Batman wouldn't do that. Why would I do that? You know what I mean? You know, I mean, there, there could be some anti-heroes that might throw a little bit of a wrench in there. But for the most part, your core superheroes, your Spider-Mans, your Batmans, anyone has got man in it or woman, like Wonder Woman, all those ones have all the good values. You know, except one more kind of kills people left and right for some, 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 depending who's writing it. But, you know, for the most part there, I think that's what it kind of does. And then the second thing, as you kind of said, it's like, yeah, when they make like this, like in a sense, the ones just based straight off the books, the sort of standalone ones and so on, even though I know that one, the Batman the Long Halloween one, they try to find a way to fit it in sort of to this universe. But it's kind of nicer when it, it just focuses on like, I don't know, just the one and done movies. Sometimes it's just nice. It's you're not trying to do that. And, you know, it's even to that point, too, where I'm kind of, you know, I'll even say this. I've never really been the biggest fan of like parallel universes and so on. I don't mind like an Elseworld story where it's like, okay, here's Wonder Woman. She's a cowboy in this one, you know, or a cowgirl. Here's, you know, Batman. He's back in time blowing some guys like to get out of here. Like, okay, cool. You know, he's got to fight his way back. Like, let's see how this goes. time machine, yeah. Like, I don't mind like when there's like. Yeah, like. You know, like, like Gotham by Gaslight's a perfect example. Just it's a one and done story. Here's a cool alternative thing, and there, I think it's when it's just trying to make everything fit. And I know it's just it's it's right in that Marvel train of like how they were doing their movies and so on, like that. And even in the Marvel comics too, it's like they've always kind of tried to jam everything in together so that it all fits. But sometimes some things just they don't all need to be always together. It's like you know, it's like I think it's kind of nice to be like, yeah, they can they, you know have the team up books and so on like that, but just a straight solo Batman story or a straight solo Superman one, or even when you just throw two characters together, like green, green lantern and green arrow. Like it's kind of nice when you just got the simplicity sometimes going on and you don't have to try to be like, let's see how many people we can jam in there. And of course only like 10 of them are going to really have any major scenes going on. The rest will be stand in the background waiting to cheer at the end that, you know, I did something. Yeah. Well, I honestly think the next, I mean, I know we're talking more about DC as a whole, rather than this particular movie but i really don't know how much we can talk about this movie because i feel like we've talked about this movie before because we've talked about so many other dc movies or dc things that kind of do this but better and once again this isn't like i mean tell me i mean i know it's a time travel thing but were you at all surprised when like that figure barry saw at the end of the hallway was himself from the future were you at all surprised by that <laughs> no not at all like i'm like of course that's him you know what i mean but he's the one guy who gets sucked running around the you know, I'm you know waiting, time back and forth i'm waiting for the one time we have that we're just like it's him like no it wasn't that was jorge that was the fucking that was the custodian he's walking by like bro you fucked up and just like like walks out you know i'm just waiting for that <laughs> you know <laughs> I was almost I almost got confused because there's there's this I was watching some Batman the animated series. I'm like, wait a second, that scene wasn't in this movie because there's a part where like <laughs> I was thinking of the two phase episode where Batman gets like punched out and he's laid there on the ground and like the janitor's like, Hey Batman, you okay, bud? But I was like, wait, that's not the right movie. That's now I'm starting to intermix these animated <laughs> things together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just I'm just a humble janitor. What you doing yeah. here, Batman? Like <laughs> Just a working class theft. That's what I am. You know, I, you know, I got you know, 
great. I've got a doobie. You want to go downstairs and share it with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's nobody here to judge us. It's all for medical purposes, wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to give me a golden watch for to fucking get rid of me. Tell you what. Yeah. Believe me, I, I've got my claws sink in here. You know what I mean? I got a lawyer prepared and everything. That's the right thing about having friends. You can have a job as a custodian, but if you got the right friends, you literally control this place. You know, that fucking, that fucking prick, Bruce Wayne? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to sue the fuck out of that asshole. I'm just waiting for my last day. I'm going to intentionally fall down these stairs and, yeah, we'll just fucking wait. <laughs> 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 that's my retirement plan <laughs> slip of my own turpentine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no, i always think in movies like they should do that like it's like like I, like I like the things where it's just like it's you know almost something's like the non-heroic ways like i always think of like one death that i always think is just like really good interesting was when you take a really powerful character and it's like well how do they die oh they slip on the fucking stairs and hit the back of their head like on like the side they're just right in the perfect place and that's what takes them out like i think things like that are kind of interesting to go about being like oh no if they didn't go down like how you'd expect it's like no it's just there's just one bad accident and that's all it takes that's how um that's how um um Nightwing died in the uh, Injustice universe. Injustice universe was all like, ooh, we're a bunch of greedy, angry boys. Ooh, we're so mad. Ooh, we like Linkin Park, you know? And then, like, and then, like, you know, like Damien just like, yeah, fuck Dick Grayson and throws like his like baton, hits Dick Grayson in the side of the head, and his, his head hits like, like a corner of something and he's dead. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't mean to, Batman. Like, get out, get out. You're no son of mine. You killed the good one. <laughs> like you killed scene. the better son. It's like that scene from like from uh, Walk, Walk the Line. Like the wrong son died. The wrong son died. Because <laughs> <laughs> just Bruce comes up to, to Damien with like a little like empty like can. You hear that? You hear that? That's nothing. That's what you're gonna be. That's what you're gonna be. All the money's going to ace the bat hound, not you. Fuck you. Yeah, Alfred's like, I thought it was going to me. Not anymore. Ace the bat hound's the only thing I can trust around here. He's a great Dane. He's already like nine years old. I'm not sure how much time he's got. It's oh, he's going to outlive us all. <laughs> so, Kryptonian science will get us there. Yeah, I slip a little bit, a little bit of Kryptonian, a little bit of Krypton dust in his, you know, food every morning. Believe me, it's going to work out. Or give him cancer. It could be the tumor on the side of his neck. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that's a, that, that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> Other than it's glowing green. <laughs> but, but, like, um, no, like, I, I feel like the thing about this is even the Flash story, because it's not like I watched it. It sounds like I hated it. I didn't hate it. I just felt very, like, lukewarm on it. Because, like, even the yeah. Flash story with him and Iris was good. But I think that could have been it's own movie. We didn't need all this bullshit about the end of the world happening. And you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like we could have done this world better before this end of the world happened. And even when they go suddenly drop in over to um, the crime syndicates universe for a second, they're just yeah. there just to see a world get destroyed. So we can kind of see the, the layout. And even like, there's moments there where I'm like, I'm not sure if you thought this, it could just be, He's the only Australian in the DC universe. But I was like, 
is Johnny Quick in this version meant to be like Captain Boomerang if you got to hold the Speed Force? I was just kind of wondering. That. Just I, I literally thought that, that that was what it was because it felt like some of those guys were kind of alternative because even like Superman almost felt like he, like, he could have been Shazam or something like that. Or Zod. Yeah, or Zod because he just had a different like, – they all kind of had different looks to them. So I just kind of assumed that everybody was kind of alternative characters. I actually kind of like that. I like that Speedster version. I thought that was kind of a neat one. But it is one of those ones that, yeah, I, I agree with you on that too. That like the the Flash, it's like if you're gonna call a movie Justice League, I hate to start saying, just make it a Justice League movie. You know, you know, sometimes that thing where it's like it's almost more of a Flash movie. Like this should have been the prequel movie that kind of built up maybe, and then maybe you take some of the stuff out and you save it for the Crisis on the Earth ones. You have just a Flash movie. Maybe he's you know organizing the Justice League in this process. You can make him the main character there, and then you start coming into like what's going on. I mean, I think there's another version of this where you have the Flash origin story, which, yeah, we just had a whole show about that. But I feel like and, you could do, pretty much well, the movie, which had the flashback. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah, yeah uh, I guess you could do the thing where you do a traditional version, like point A to point B, Flash's origin, and then he fights a couple of his villains along the way. Not just one villain, maybe like... Because I think the thing about the Rogues Gallery is they're so afraid to touch the fucking Rogues Gallery, even though there's plenty... Of, even though by now, he had a show that ran for how how many seasons? Like seven, eight seasons? Or something like that? Pretty much everybody in it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that enough people probably watch the show like, oh, Captain Cold, oh, Mirror Master, oh, Heat Wave. And I think that like... I mean... The thing about flat, like about if, if they do like a flash movie down the another flash movie or flash something, I don't know, down the line, I think it should be a team of villains. No, not every villain needs a spinoff show. Not every villain needs a spinoff movie or some shit like that. Yeah. But I think the thing about him is he's so fast. He could be multiple places at once. He needs multiple people to keep him busy to like, you know, that could stand on their own and still like the idea that they're a really uniform team and they're a bunch of like basically villain like like people out of spruce springsteen songs that went down the wrong way you know like that that yeah. like people with special skills but are all like blue blue uh, blue collar working class people who just like have like an axe to grind against this corporation or that corporation and like that's what captain cold is and you could not everybody has to be that more you could have people who are like come from different areas but i think that what makes that that's what makes them so interesting is that they are a weird uniform group of uh super villains with like that just try to pull off heists they're not trying world domination they're not trying to kill everything they might yeah. go try and kill this person for personal goals or like revenge but it's all about the heist and um yeah yeah they just always got to go like they're afraid to just even look in that direction you know it's such a bummer because Flash literally, I think, has some of the best villains out of any superhero character, Marvel and DC. Like, you know, like the only person that rivals him necessarily is Batman and maybe Spider-Man gets close. But like Flash is right there. I would say he's like in the top three. Like his villains are all great and they have something unique, like you said, with all that stuff. I mean, that's what that movie should be. It should be one of those movies that like, and that's the thing. It's like every single time we get like a Flash movie, it's kind of like the, the one that came out last year. It's like, you know, so I say it's, it's kind of barely a Flash movie. If Flash is there, he is the main character and someone like that. But then Batman like kind of, you know, comes in and takes up a lot of scenes you know you know supergirl's there and takes up a lot more scenes it's like you kind of have to say like that's, that's time that should be spent on these other characters that never get any screen time and so on like that 
you know, and it's like almost you should just start off. It's like a cheers, you know, it's like almost like all these guys are hanging out at the bar. Glory Days is playing on the radio. Some are shooting pool, some are drinking and so on. And it's just that thing where it's just here. Here's all these guys down on their luck. And they all decide to like kind of like, let's just start up our own kind of organization. We're not hard criminals. We're just doing this because society just gave us the, the bad roll of the dice in a sense. And, you know, you could have six characters. And, and that's almost like, like a lot of times one of the best storylines always in a Flash thing is that, you know, the villains set up a very complex system. Be like that Flash has to solve in a record time. And it's like, are you fast enough? You know, and that's the <laughs> challenge of it. That that adds to the pressure of everything like that. And it's like they, they, they don't utilize. They don't even really utilize that very often in the animated stuff either. I mean, Justice League, the TV show, that's a little bit different. But, you know, so many of the other things, it's like, that's what sets up Flash in such a nice way is just having that. And I think the idea of just taking six of their characters, you know, don't you don't need to explain hardcore their like backstories or anything. You just kind of get it as like the, the movie goes along, you know, just, you know, we get it. They're all in the bar. They're all these blue collar guys down on their luck. Glory Days is playing on the radio. That should tell you more. And, uh, you know, here they is, you know, Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, maybe Mirror Master or something like that. Uh, what's the tornado guy's name? Um, Weather Wizard. Weather Wizard. Um, so Golden Glider. Yeah, and maybe. Well, I always like Gorilla Grodd, but he almost fits like in his own kind of world. He's, he's, like, he's a big. He's a he's a big villain. He's world domination. Yeah, he's almost like perfect for like Gorilla Grodd. Just like shutting a glass. Like yeah, he got me last week. <laughs> he's like the bartender for some reason. He fucking. You know, I humans, used to have but... my own ape kingdom, and now that fuck, and now I can't get back there. So I had to take up this job here, you know, in a bar like this, nobody questions what you look like. <laughs> he's the fucking you know. the ape that hates humans and thinks they're like below him. He's like, he's serving beer to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but just, yeah, just pick six of them and just kind of work it that way. It's the same way that I always just want to see a Spider-Man movie, which I think that last Spider-Man one, as in the the last live action one got it kind of right where it's like, okay, cool. There's five villains that Spider-Man has to fight. You know what I mean? Like at once. And we kind of has a team up and so on. Like I, I wish they would just make more movies in like that kind of style. Cause that's almost the best way to do a superhero movie is like, you know, it's just to have it where like, we don't need to explain as much. If you want to know more, that's what like long built comic books and animated series are perfect for. And TV shows like the flash and green arrow that will explain all the backstory stuff you need to know. But when it comes to a movie, it should just be let's just get let's get to the point, get a, get all the bare bone information that you need to. They kind of like okay, at least everybody's kind of caught up quick enough, and then roll with it. Well, it's something like I don't think every movie needs like five villains, but I think depending on the kind of movie it is, like by that Spider Man, that was like the eighth live action movie of Spider Man, and not not even counting movies he's popped up in other people or yeah. or like or the Electric Company or whatever, you know. So it's like, so it's like one of those things where you like, I get why by that point, like, okay, five villains, but they're villains you're all familiar with, and we get to see interactions we never had a chance to see before, and there was more to it than me villain, me smash, you stop. You know, there's more to it than that. Where something like, yeah, you could go like, you know, four to six villains. I, I think I think like for like a Flash movie, just if it's the first one out the door, I may go like four or five, but like six is still doable. You could just have like someone's more the muscle. You know, you have two, you have the two that two or three that have more character and the others that are there yeah. just for the, for the sake of, you know, variety and like muscle. Maybe we can get a chance to learn about them later in the line, maybe. But like, yeah. I, I think that there is a lot to do with 
that's what makes him so interesting and they're so afraid to tap that and i noticed a lot of like these movies a lot of like like your your characters that aren't captain america or spider-man or batman or superman a lot of times they'll just like yeah sure it stars like it stars the flash but we're going to use things around in the DC universe to populate it rather than flash stuff. And, oh, look, Iris West is there. Oh, that's his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah well, she's there. You know, go be happy. Be grateful. <laughs> and then you'll, or even something like, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know shit about Shang-Chi. I don't really know shit about Shang-Chi, but I know the thing he fights. I know the Mandarin originally is was an Iron Man villain and the big lizard Cthulhu thing is a Doctor Strange villain. So, like... And that's not me complaining, because I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how much there is to pull from Shang-Chi, but I just notice sometimes when they, they, they don't really want to go digging deeper into, like, this character's history or lore, you know? When I heard out Shang-Chi was more of, like, a secret agent, I was like, shit, you guys should have fucking done that, you know? So, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, well, there's some of those characters, too. I always feel it's, the, it's like the Daredevil style, where it's like they have a couple of their own villains, but a lot of times they fight other people's villains. Or Punisher, even, is kind of like that, too. He'll fight Daredevil, some of those right. other Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool especially, but um, you know, because you know, Daredevil fights a lot of Spider-Man stuff. You know, even Punisher does too here and there. But they all share you know, Kingpin. They all share the Owl. They'll share like Tombstone and like um, what's his name? Um, um, uh, Hammerhead. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff there where, you know, that's totally fine. But um, but yeah, it's just I just feel Flash has always been kind of underused. Like, it's like they just, they got him. I mean, this including the TV show. I'll actually give the TV show more credit for actually getting more things probably right, even though you, you kind of, I think once you get past about the, I mean, that show started off pretty strong because Arrow kind of did all the groundwork to get those shows figured out. And then by the time Arrow was on its third season or whatever, I think that was what Flash did. You know, it just got kind of overwhelming because they kept stacking shows with each other. So you, next thing you know, you had like six hours of live action content to watch a week. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pe- We'll put the brakes on that right there. Like, Jesus, that's way too much. I stopped Flash around season three or four. Whenever they started doing the um, Flashpoint thing, and it's uh-huh. not that that was even not that it was even bad. I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come back to this. I never got around to it. So, you know, um, plus it, it had all the CW-isms of it, but there's that <laughs> point where like, oh, I'll, I'll take it, whatever. I, I did not like Arrow season one. And I, and I know everyone tells me it got better as it went on, but season one yeah. was like real, like a real fucking slog. So may I'll take everyone's word on that, that it got better as it went along. Yeah, no, that's literally how it was because Arrow season one was kind of like, okay, they're really trying to hide it. Arrow season two, they started coming along with it. It was getting better, but I think it was by about season three, it started to become full Green Arrow, you know, and that that was about the same time that the Flash kind of came out. So like the Flash was already like allowed to be kind of full Flash because Green Arrow paved those two seasons. So, but yeah, it's just one of those ones. Sometimes you can't have, yeah, that was the thing is I just got so overwhelmed. And I think that's, you know, it's like so many TV shows in general, you know, like that's why, like, I never even end up watching the Marvel ones. I'm like, it's just too much. It's just like there comes a point where it's just like you, you got to pick and choose your battles. You know, when you only got like, you know, if you're lucky, maybe a half an hour, you know, um, a month or a, no, a month, a day to watch stuff. You know, like you know, you really <laughs> need minutes to myself. Yeah, that, that, that's like when you're in jail, be like, okay, here's your half an hour TV time. What are you gonna watch? Oh, an episode of The Flash. Oh no, it's 44 minutes. No, no, no. That's what you get. You're watching it. <laughs> But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's just that point where it's just like, yeah, and that was how I felt. I was like, you know, there's too many. That's why I think, 
going back to Justice League, like, you know, the second TV show, especially um, uh, New Frontier. Oh, right? okay. Wait, New Frontier, the movie? No, 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 the second TV show. Justice oh, League. Unlimited. 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 That was probably one of the best made DC shows because what it, you know, it did was it gave you, here's Justice League, here's your core characters, but also in every single episode, we kind of switch it around. So we're going to utilize the entire you know, Justice League roster and everybody's going to kind of have their own miscellaneous adventures and so on. That was the best way to do, to try to get a lot of characters and a lot of story time together. You know, I wish they would do more of that kind of stuff where it's like, you only have one show to watch. It's okay. Don't worry, but you're going to get covered on all, all fronts. Well, it also did a thing where it took in like, not every episode, but majority of the episodes would do something like, okay, here is one of the original seven. So we're going to focus on like Batman, Superman, and the Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Flash. You know, we're going to, you know, we're focus Man on Hunter. one of them. Maybe Martian Manhunter. He was in the Watchtower <laughs> for a while, but he had a couple of his own episodes. And then we're going to do, and then what's going to happen, or Hawk Girl, maybe she had a whole comeback arc. Um, and then what we're going to do is, we're going to focus on like a miscellaneous character that's only going to be in this one episode, but what's the likelihood of seeing Hawk and Dove again other than the background? So, okay. So here's like one shot miscellaneous characters that, Oh, they get their own episode. And then maybe someone who's like more of like a, a B tier character, like black Canary or green arrow or, or Supergirl or Huntress or Question, they come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it had like this interesting way of like, and it all kind of progressed through the same story. So um, I thought that was a really smart way to go about that. You know, there's an episode where Flash teams up with Mis Mr. Miracle and Big Barda and Martian Manhunter. You know what I mean? Just a real interesting yeah. like team up there. And then there's another one where it's like Wonder Woman and then Hawk and Dove. And then there's like, then there's one where it's like, um, I think it's like cap it's like I think it's um Captain Captain Adam, Supergirl, and like Green Green uh Green Arrow. I think maybe another bigger character too. So yeah, you know. Yeah, no, as I said, I think that that is almost the best style to do any of those kind of TV shows. And then just to get a lot of stuff going. I will say like that there's that Avengers show that came out kind of a little bit later, like maybe a couple years. Like it late 2000s going into like early 2010s that one kind of utilized a little bit of that too it was still more like justice league the first show where you know you had your core seven characters or whatever but it did it would throw in in every single episode there'd be okay here's another you know marvel character that you didn't see in other stuff and that might be the only time you see him and then we keep going so did, did the avengers assemble one i don't know if i watched i, th it, I think I so it's one of those ones I used to watch back in the, the days of television was still there just slightly. I, I would catch episodes here and there and, you know, probably only watch maybe like six or seven episodes, but it was always good. That was the thing. I was always like, I'm like, this is one of those ones. One day I should sit down and watch this whole thing because it's kind of like that last era of like where like stuff was before they started softening up because it's still in the 2000s. You know, once you get to the 2010s, you almost got to start worrying about like how your content's being filtered. But um, that show was still pretty impressive, you know. But yeah, it's just one of those ones. I wish I wish just, that that's the best way to go instead of just doing the thing where everybody gets their own show. That's kind of yeah, you know, even characters I like a lot, like you know, even like Green Arrow. Like, let's be honest, he's he's a great character, and you know, you can have a run with him for a while and so on like that. But you know, you know, even his own show that that, that is definitely stretching it a bit. You know, 
I think that I just like to see them kind of like tackle it. I think they're more likely to do this with like, um, with um, James Gunn at the wheel. Cause he, cause even some of the stuff he said was stuff that I was not expecting, you know, some of it was stuff you were expecting. Like, okay. Superman and Batman. Okay. But Oh, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, the authority, you know, in Supergirl. Not only that, it's more based on an actual comic. It's being written by the guy who wrote the comic. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, um, but then I, I, I'd like to see something like, um, something like, um, like static, I think Static by now yeah. needs a movie and not just like a little like made for streaming movie, like a proper movie. Give Static a movie already, you know? Um, I think another one that would be pretty good is something along the lines of like, I'm, I'm surprised in this age. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't need it, but I think it would actually, you know what? Here's actually a cool concept. Um, just talk to myself into something else. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. This is going to sound weird. A Jimmy Olsen movie. But here's the thing. He's, he's like, he's the whistleblower, he's a reporter, or he has the scoop on some big thing LexCorp or someone else did. But he gets a bunch of, so it's, but then he gets like a bunch of assassin, uh, assassination, like a big like bounty put on his head by a bunch of different assassin characters from like Lux Luthor or whatever. So it's almost more of kind of like a man on the run movie, but he's being chased down by like Silver Banshee, Deathstroke, Deadshot, you know, like all these kinds of characters. It's more of like a thriller film, but you can still make it kind of funny, you know? I think that could work right there. Oh, I totally think so too, because, and then you just have it where it only focuses on Jimmy Olsen. Like, you know, you, you only see his interaction with other characters. You don't see any interaction off screen from Jimmy Olsen's perspective. The Justice you know? League well, are, off, are on the off planet doing something else, you know? Yeah, so he's got to kind of like piece together whoever's left or something like that and kind of, you know, get this solved. And and that that's the other big one, too. And I know we've mentioned that before in times past, but the thing that a lot of times this goes, especially for the movies, is that people don't realize that superhero is not a genre. It's, it's not it, it's that you add it to a genre is how it works. You know, it's not just a singular, you know, section of that, but they keep making it like it is a genre and they don't get it that like, no, no, you can take any type of film. It can be a crime. It can be a horror. It can be an action. It can be a sci-fi. It can be a comedy. It can even be a drama. And the superhero is what you add in there, but the rest of the elements all come together just like any other film. It's just you happen to have superhero characters in there. And it's one of those ones that, uh, yeah, it felt like once again in the two thousands they were actually. It sounds weird to think about like they were much better about. There there was a lot more diversity sort of going on, and even when things that aren't maybe like straight superhero stuff, but still have superhero elements like Sin City and Watchmen, you know what I mean? Like they got it there, and then it just sort of faded away in the two thousand tens when everything kind of got a little bit popcorny and soft. And not saying there's not interesting stuff that comes out, but it became yeah they they just kind of stuck to that style and just weren't branching out and getting like, you know, creative and, you know, trying things out and, you know, re really kind of making some kind of, you know, hardened films, you know, and so on like that. As I said, there's a, always a few, there's like, you know, Deadpool and so on like that that will push the envelope in its other directions. But for the most part, and they just stuck to soft action and comedy and, you know, you know, didn't get as deep as they could. Well, I also think it's something to the effect of like, um, there was actually that period where they treated everything like or like through like you know from the from superman 78 to like somewhere like in the early 2000s they treated like superheroes it's a genre but then they yeah. started doing like around like 
Batman Begins or Dark Knight even, they started treating it more like, what if we did it more like a genre and it just happens to star a superhero in Marvel yeah. MCU movies for a while were all that they were like okay it's Captain America but it's a World War II movie kind of like Hogan's Heroes or something like that or, uh-huh. or The Great Escape but it's also superhero you know yeah and then like and then they also do something like okay yeah yeah sure it's a um it's a, a um Norse mythology movie, but it's with a tint of superhero to it. Like, okay, okay. You know, and then, but as they went on though, it became, there's like what we assume to be a Marvel film and they just became Marvel movies. Like thinking back on the Marvels, like I didn't think the Marvels was a bad movie. I, I enjoyed no. it, but I, it was, but it, it but was, it was cotton candy. It was, it was, I ate it. And then I was immediately on to the next thing. Like there was a point where the whole scene where she approaches Kate Bishop, who's probably one of my favorite characters in, in Marvel, when she approaches Kate Bishop, like, oh, Kate Bishop, you know, that that would have been like such a, oh, fuck yeah moment. Like, you know, maybe like 10 years ago or even like, say, like six years ago or something like that. But, you know, when she just kind of like, well, oh, yeah, of course, Kate Bishop. OK, all right, oh, Young Avengers. Oh, that's nice. OK, cool. You know, oh, that, that, that Kelsey Grammer's back is beast. Right on. Cool. cool. <laughs> like, I think they are expecting people to like lose their shit. Like, whoa. You know, just like lose your shit over that. But it was very much like you guys are doing that. And okay, it took you long enough. Well, we're here, so cool, whatever. You know, yeah. and it's one of those things like it just became a Marvel movie. Like it didn't really feel like because even the first, even the first um um I know this isn't a genre. I mean, it was like a space adventure movie kind of, but almost the first Captain Marvel felt more of kind of like yeah it was a superhero movie yes it was a space adventure movie but had a lot of vibes and like throwbacks to 90s movies it was trying to be it was trying to make references to like terminator 2 it was trying to make references to top i mean that's 80s but top gun you know things that would have been popular still at that time and i thought that i appreciated that right there yeah, well, it's like one of those ones, it's like that. But I think what happened is they just kind of, they filtered the statistics together that kind of said, okay, what what makes, what's the popular stuff in a Marvel movie? It's like, okay, they like the comedy, check. You know, they like it to be easy to jump into, check. And it's like, you know, like, let's stop the experimentation. I think that's sort of what happens. They're just like, let's just focus on kind of if you fuse Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man together and Avengers. And if we put those three together, that's going to be our formula for every movie kind of past this point. I'm not saying that some of them don't try some like bare minimum experimentation but just not enough and it's even kind of like the dc did it in a little bit different way because they went for like okay we're gonna throw the dark in there like the dark knight and all these kind of things like that and then as it got on you know the directors got together and got sort of confused and then they started to infuse other elements in there that kind of threw off like the the dark knight sort of vibe you know and and then it kind of made it like oh it's now it's kind of going back and forth between like what what are you are you trying to be serious like you know batman or we're going to be kind of comical and so on and not saying it doesn't work in some things like you know like aquaman one and two both pulled it off really solid i don't be wrong I, i thought those ones were some of the pinnacles that dc did in the last 10 years as far as live action goes um and they worked in their own kind of alternative way but um yeah, that's it's kind of the downfalls. It's just they became less experimental. And, and yeah, I, I, it's that thing that you know that when there's money to be made, you people get scared when they're like, you know, when something when something pretty much is guaranteed to give you money in your pocket, It's you, I think people don't want to, like, try and be ballsy. When, when it's kind of unsure still, you, you try and you experiment because you want to see what is the big formula that you can, you know, match produce. Well, I also don't want it to seem like I'm just kind of like, 
contradicting myself or anything because you know i've i verbally blown like avengers endgame so many times on this but i think the reason about that is it really took its time though it took time to get there and it doesn't really waste a moment and that's a three-hour movie but it goes by so quickly and Mm -hmm. it also it kind of it it didn't like throw away like the notes. It kind of remembered everything. Like every little line is like a callback. Like, and it's not just like callback. I know know that like, no, that's a character. Like it's, it's a character developing moment thing. Like, you know, like the on your left and that, you know, all the other things. Uh, I honestly, like there's so many parallels and so many things they were setting up as far back in 2008 and 2009 with our, actually I don't think anything came out in 2009, like 2008, 2010. And, they follow through on that movie and it all pays off even something that was not as much of um a build up say like like into the spider verse like that one's still like yeah it's big it's bombastic yeah. there's a lot going on but there's still a lot of character development and still a lot of heart to it and this movie that we saw there was, we're supposed to be talking about we're just one <laughs> superhero shit in general but this movie it really just like it tries to have a heart. Like there's a, a good story in there. Yeah. There's too much going on and it's doing all this like last minute setup for something it should have done like three movies, three or four movies ago. And that takes away from what have been like this really beautiful love story about like Barry and Iris, you know, yeah. and it, it doesn't really just kind of lands flat, unfortunately, which is sad because flash is one of my favorite characters. So yeah, well, that's, that's what it is. It's like, it's a movie that, you know, I think it's worth checking out just to see it, just to see it, you know. But it is, it fits in that, it fits in that role that, like, yeah, for the last, you know, you know, couple years of these. And I know that there's probably some exceptions here and there that I remember that I liked a little bit more than probably others. But I just feel like a lot of times they've been, for the DCU ones, they've been decent, you know. And this even kind of goes with live action movies, both Marvel and DC. But, like, nothing's really, like, blown my mind the same way. You know, and that's I, I kind of thought this one like maybe this one's going to come, at, you know, bring it all together. It looks like they're putting a little more effort in. It's ninety minutes long. Plus, there's a part two coming with it. Let's kind of see. And then it's like, what'd you say? Maybe part two will do it. We'll see. I don't yeah, know. that you know, that's what I kind of wonder. I do kind of wonder if part two will kind of like this one because that's the, that a lot of times part ones and part twos. Sometimes there's a movie that has to just get everything set up, and that's all it's doing. That's like the same thing of Endgame. You know, Infinity War was kind of like the let's just get everything sort of set up. I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that, but it's you're just waiting for Endgame is pretty much what that movie is doing, and um, that's sort of how this is. It's just it's just weird because it's like this. It just really doesn't feel like it's been going on for that long. And some of those movies that are kind of connected into the universe, you kind of forget that they sort of are like kind of like the Long Halloween. You're like, oh yeah, I guess that is part of this. Or even like the World War II one. Oh yeah, I guess that is part of the same universe here. Like they don't have that same like. Like it was a straight continual one, sort of like the the previous DC um, animated section that they had kind of going. So it really feels like it was almost built up off of like five movies, even though I know there was a little bit more than that. But yeah, it's like one of those ones where now they're trying to go. It's almost like the Crisis on Infinity Earths only works when you put a lot of backstory or like a lot of character building stuff into it. And that's where I think the old Crisis on Fendi movie, because what it was working off of was your knowledge of, hey, you watched the cartoons and you watched, or you, and you read the comics, right? Cool. Okay, you know who all these guys are. Like, it, it already kind of assumed that 
going into it. It didn't feel like it had to be like, okay, let's get this all squared away here and, uh, you know, get, get Barry Allen. Just like he should have had his own movie, but we're just going to plug it in right here and get this going. And, you know, he's going to be whipping back and forth for just running at high speed. And, and then, then there's old Barry and young Barry and middle Barry. And there's, there's Wally West. He's playing games on the couch. That's all you're going to see of him. Forget about him. Don't, don't worry about it. He's there. Didn't, didn't, didn't like Tit when like Dick Grayson came over. He's like, hey, you want to go downstairs in the basement and play games with my nephew, uh, Wally? He's like, sure. Then he just looked like kind of like a school shooter, you know, just kind of like just, he just looked all like, like mainstream candidate, like just walks down the stairs, you know? Yeah, he kind of does. There's also that scene too where like, I think it's like Batman goes to Barry's house. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, I, I got a boy. Like, um, it's yours now. It, it, yeah, it, it, well, I think it's Barry's parents. Like, you, you should just keep the boy. Like, well, you know, it's not like it's a, I picked the dog up from the pound, you know, kind of thing. He's like, oh no, they, they don't got parents anymore. Like, you're rich. It's yours. <laughs> don't give him back. No, I'm giving you the boy, but I'm still keeping the bowl his water bowl just in case you get another down the line yeah you know and then he's like and then they're probably like he strikes me and say, it'll be good for you bruce uh, I, I got too much work going on like that it's a tax write-off oh what? A tax write-off i never thought about that maybe i should get some more boys and we'll get a girl yeah. too so it doesn't seem like i'm too gay like you know what i mean so, so get him off the scent <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly can you write a dog off too no i'll keep in the dog still what about a cow yeah <laughs> you know long term investment um, yeah like it, it, this thing is this movie does have some moments in it that are kind of neat and you know I, I was engaged in watching it it just it, it's just is missing the oomph that i feel like that i used to get from these dcu movies all the time like it felt like it was one of those ones like out of an entire year if you had four movies three out of four of them were like high tier ones and and you know one might have been like eh, it sort of dropped it a bit but it was never like bad it was like it dropped it a bit maybe it's a two and a half or a three out of four star movie you know where the other ones stayed at more like three to three and a half to four star movies you know what i mean and these last ones have all been two and a half to three like decent enough worth watching you know, but you almost probably wouldn't even be like, you know, you wouldn't tell somebody on the street, be like, hey, by the way, did you see this one yet? You've got to go out of your way to get it. You'd be like, eh, it was decent. If, if you got the time, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Well, maybe the next one, because the th thing is, this one was like mostly just, it, it's it's really a lot when you think about it, but it's like, um, it's Barry's backstory of how he became the Flash. Yeah. It is um, the forming of the Justice League. And then the beginning of the end of the world. Yeah. So it's that's really a, three big things for one movie right there. And then we're also kind of jumping throughout the years of seeing like the Justice League kind of come together and this and that. And, you know, through Flash's perspective. Yeah. And then and then Flash is dead at the end. And from the little trailer, it looks like um, Supergirl is the main focus in the next one it looks like oh look there's batman beyond and there's other versions of these characters like yeah that, that's cool and yeah I'll, I'll, I'll watch it but i mean who knows maybe i'll be doing like, like seal clapping by the time part two comes out but like right now i'm just like uh you know sure i'll, I'll, I'll check it out when it comes out oh and then there's also I'm john really constantine kidding. going around you know being hobo constantine i thought that was dr fate 
I thought that was at first too, but I think it's John Constantine because of the way he speaks with that accent and he's got the way he was. At first I was thinking it was Dr. Fate. I'm like, oh, I think that's Dr. actually Constantine. Dr. Fate's a hobo in one iteration. So well, Maybe it um, is. As I said, that was what I initially thought it was. And then I was like, wait a second. I and the only reason I said Constantine is because they were building, because he has his own movies that run along sort of this time frame. Well, right now, last time I checked, he was like stuck in some kind of like hell loop of like his ultimate fantasy. And then he's about to, fuck Zantana and then she turns into a demon starts ripping out his entrails that was the last time I saw I saw it's like this is this is what you get for restarting time John like oh no you know and credits uh, oh, so, no sure. it says, says John Constantine that's John Constantine okay good all right cool I yeah. thought that was Dr. Fate that's I'm glad yeah. that Constantine is um I'm glad Constantine is back and alive one way or the other yeah, because as I said, I thought it was John. I thought it was Doctor Fate as well when I first was watching it. But then, I, like once he started speaking, I'm like, no, I think that's I think that's the same dude. It's Nolan North who does it. The, the okay. guy who plays, you know, um, Nathan Drake and all that stuff. But uh, I'm glad it's Constantine. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did think that was going to kind of come around even more as time went on. It hasn't really yet, but you know, I also like how they, they use like the old school, one. the old school Huntress too. They got the one that's um. Where it's Batman and, of... and Catwoman's daughter, you know? Because I know that, like, when they first did that Crisis on Infinity Earths, like, comic book, there was two characters that, like, they just never really knew exactly what to do with when that kind of came, and it was Power Girl and, and uh, Huntress. Because they, their origins were just kind of, like, so much different that just didn't fit in, like, the Convergence kind of section. You know, and, and in the long run, Huntress kind of became her own character that was not that. But that's the original Huntress was the one where it's Bat or Batman and Catwoman's daughter and Earth 2 or whatever in the 70s or what have you. And Power Girl is another version of Supergirl. But then there is like, then they later change it to Power Girl's uh, like a clone of Supergirl or some shit, shit like that. Yeah. It, it because I remember I, I have a Power Girl book. <laughs> That like is it's like one of those ones. She's like she she gets she just gets formed into like the world, and she's like I don't even know where I am. Like something happened here. Like there there was literally all this going on, this convergence, and then like it just threw me through t space and time, and I came way farther into the future, you know. And I have no identity or whatever anymore. It was kind of an interesting one. It was different, but um, but yeah, which I they they haven't used Power Girl in a while in these things. I know she's in some of the older movies, but. I haven't seen her in anything in a while. Last time I saw her in one of these, well, like she was in Justly Unlimited. She was like the evil Supergirl who probably, if it got a third season, she probably would be good the next one. But um, she was in Public Enemies, voiced by Allison Mack. Not Allison, yeah, Allison Mack. What's her? Yeah, whatever the. the the, the the chick who did the uh who did who was in the cult in the cult who turned smallville that lady she she voiced power girl um yeah but yeah yeah but um but yeah hopefully that you know what i said like this one's still it's decent enough it's you know it's it's not gonna blow your socks off or anything like that but um it'll be interesting to see where they go maybe the next one they'll kind of amp it up because you know it sounds weird like you know what really i've in the last couple of years the, the section of DC that's been killing it a lot more is the Mortal Kombat division. Like, all mm. those, I think there's four of them by now, um, animated movies, and all four of them have been solid. They've been really good. Like, mm. you know, the first one's kind of like a, you know, in a sense, like a retelling of old school Mortal Kombat. And then there's one that was like focused on, I think, um, not Liu Kang, okay. but, uh, not, no, no, uh, Kung Lao. And then the other one focused, yeah, the first one kind of focused on, I guess, Scorpion, but it was still like a, a origin story of like, you know, classic Mortal Kombat, get everybody up to date, 
if, again. And then, um, which sounds weird. That's like one of those few times it's like that story, even though I see it a lot, it's like, eh, I can't complain. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're going to see some cool stuff there and they'll change things here and there. And then they had a Kung Lao one and then they had a Kenshi movie and then they had a Johnny Cage movie. Wonder when they said that we're gonna do the Kano movie next. We're gonna do the we're gonna do like just one of the henchmen or something like that. We're gonna do the, the you know lady with wings. We're gonna give her a movie. Yeah, you know, I would take the Kano movie because you know that that was the best part of that last live action like Mortal Kombat. It was like Kano was fucking good in it. Everything the else only, was kind of the only yeah. good thing in that movie really. Like I, that that Kano guy, I was like, oh yeah, you know. And plus, yeah. part because Kano reminds me of Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang's just one of my favorites. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of more of Cole Yang or Cole Young, whatever the fuck yeah. his name is, the made up character for the movie. And I, I gave that movie way too much credit when I saw the trailer. I'm like, all right, you know, I bet they're gonna do some, they're gonna do some kind of fake out thing, right? It's gonna be like he's actually he, we're gonna focus on this guy, but he's actually the reincarnation of some villain, like one of the main villains or something. And he's gonna become evil and scarred and fucked up by the end, and he yeah. gets possessed by a demon or some shit like that. That's what's gonna happen, like. No, no, he's uh, he's uh, Scorpion's uh, great great grandson. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So he, he's gonna become Scorpion. No, oh, he's not. He's not become Scorpion. Like, oh, why the fuck? He's, he's got his MMA career to look forward to. Yeah. Well, we don't know if people can relate to like Liu Kang or Sonya Blade or uh, Johnny Cage or uh, any of the other hundred existing characters. So we just figured, oh, you know, just some MMA fuck. Like, no. Fuck this. Yeah, it's that. That was such a shit. That that should have been a great movie, and it's like that's my least favorite Mortal Kombat. Of like all eight Mortal Kombat movies there is, including kind of like that one that's kind of partially a TV show, but just combines together to make a movie. That one, that one's definitely like my. It was like God. It was such a shameful. It has a couple moments in it. You know, like all yeah. movies, they have a moment or you know so that are good. But God, it's just one of those ones. It makes like the second Mortal Kombat movie, Annihilation, just look extremely good. <laughs> like when once I saw that, I you know, person, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, I like Annihilation more than probably most people in the world do. But it just has a bunch of characters in it. I was already sold on that as kids. Like, oh, it's called the, the other characters. Are cool, whatever. It's got that weird thing that killed Johnny Cage off at the very beginning. But uh, at least Mortal Kombat has a huge roster. But um. At the end of the day, what I'm saying is that Warner Brothers division that makes the animated ones, all four of those movies have been solid. Like they, they give me the feeling of like a good DCU animated movie back in the day, like where they kind of knock it out every single time. I got nothing really to complain about. I'd say they're at least all about at the lowest, maybe a three. But, you know, as a Mortal Kombat fan, I'd always say oh, they're like a three and a half plus. Like they, no, they never drop the ball on any of them. Mm-hmm. We'll have to probably check. I've seen the first one. I really like the first one. So I'll have to check those other ones out. But um, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm hoping the next. I mean, I'm not like it does, I'm not expecting to be amazing. I'm I'm hoping the next Christ of the Infinite Earths <laughs> is more of a more fun. We'll see what happens. Yeah. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm it's not that I'm bored by the conversation. It's just light over here. Yeah, no, that's understandable. But um, that's probably a good place to wrap it all up at. Anyways, so yeah. We'll get back when Justice League Part 2 comes out. I don't know if that's towards the end of this year. I assume so. Um, it might it be is. the next DCU movie. But, um, yeah, we'll look forward to that in either three to six months probably and uh, see where it all goes and see what the hell comes next after this because it will be an interesting uh, way to go about it. But till then, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, old animations, videos, and all that fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Zanagan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.